One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Last Drinks podcast. A new conversation about how to navigate an awesome life without alcohol, reframing the cultural norms around alcohol in our lives, and hosted by me, Maz Compton, sober since 2015. In this bonus episode of Last Drinks with Irene Falcone, we pick up the conversation after she's just explained to me that she had her last drink on the steps of her very exclusive and very full wine cellar. It was a moment in time where she decided that she wasn't going to drink alcohol anymore and a business idea popped into her head. At the same time, everybody else in the world started looking for non-alcoholic drink options as well. Please enjoy this bonus episode of Last Drinks with Irene Falcone. Don't ask me how, but at the same time that all of this is happening for me on my personal journey... The entire world decided to start drinking non-alcoholic drinks. What the heck? Yeah. I mean, is that good timing or what? Whether it was intuitive, you were the ultimate representation of what so many people were going through and you had said to yourself, enough is enough. I need to change my habit. I need to stop drinking because I'm not showing up and being my best self. And maybe those voices that you were hearing was echoing, that's the vibration, right? Like we're all energy and that was the vibration that was going out and that vibration has met a really strong growing market and audience and that is a good thing. And, And I feel like on the other side of your last drink is this whole entire life, business, purpose, helping people, you know, all of this doesn't exist unless you take your last drink. And that is why I want to have those conversations about, tell me about your last drink, because your last drink is your first step into something that you can't even fathom until you take your last drink. And your story is probably the most literal of the stories that I've heard. Literally the last, I was drinking my last drink for all of the reasons I was drinking my last drink, stopping to drink my last drink, literally fixed all of those problems that I was drinking for. Like, you are so right. It's so literal. It's like every single reason that I drank. I stopped drinking and every single one of those reasons fulfilled. I feel like a lot of people listen to this podcast who are like, yeah, yeah, I'm drinking too much. Like, yeah, but I'm so scared to say I'm going sober because that means so many things. Can you talk about the benefits that you personally felt when you stopped drinking? And they might seem obvious to say, but I think it's really important to communicate like the myriad of benefits that you can experience when you do stop drinking alcohol. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's the medical proven reasons like being able to sleep better and feeling better and having a happier outlook on life and having more energy. But actually, you know, that's kind of 
that's just that's that's just an, a side effect of it. I mean, you're going to feel better. Obviously, you're going to be healthier. It, it it's um it's actually awesome, and it's and it's really interesting for men as well because if we think about the way that non-alcoholic beers, I know we talked a little bit about wine because that's my personal journey. <clears throat> I don't personally drink beer, um, because I don't I can't have gluten, but oh, hop water is amazing. By the way, gluten free tastes just like beer. But um, but the soccer dad has made see non-alcoholic drinking could be perceived as being daggy but what happened was all these really good looking kind of cool um soccer dads they've said to 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 another soccer dad hey have one of these other beers like a heaps more beer or whatever something else that tastes really good or a heineken zero and they've drunk it and they've said this is pretty good mate and that's sort of taken on and because the cool soccer dad's drinking the non-alcoholic beer it's become really acceptable in that male dad circle and I think that's um I think that's been one of the major drivers actually to to, for this industry to have taken off and the, the perception is shifting definitely among I think friendship circles where if there's a few people drinking non-alcoholic beers at the barbecue it's not this whole like shock horror oh my god like Dwayne's not drinking full strength beer it's not we don't do that anymore because I feel like we're just being a little bit kinder to each other and also I think it's pretty obvious by the terrifying data out there that alcohol has zero benefits it's responsible for more deaths than all of the recreational drugs combined alcohol kills more people every year Like there's no, if we had to do an ad for alcohol and what it does to us as humans, like it's not a pretty picture. And I think that we're getting savvy about that information. People have different feelings about this, but, um, you know, the liquor industry has really been like the tobacco industry in a way for as long as I can remember. The liquor stores have lured me personally, it's a personal experience, have lured me in there. I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in bottle shops by all those pretty bottles and I never thought once about the fact that they could harm me. I knew that you couldn't get behind a wheel and drive while you had a drink, but everything else apart from drink driving was on the table. I never thought about mm. any of the health um, issues and and I still think that the real consequences of alcohol are still really kept under the carpet they really are we're still in like the drinking we're still like the smoking culture of of 1975 if you ask me I'm with you 100% and I think that the alcohol industry is the next industry that's going to have a whole bunch of reform coming its way and you think about tobacco and in the 70s doctors were literally doing adverts saying I smoke camel cigarettes and I'm a doctor and uh, and now we're like, that's insane. I was reading a magazine um, on the weekend. I think it was like Women's Health or something, and there was an ads in there for alcohol, sugar-free alcohol. What? Yeah, right. How is that? That's not healthy. Have the sugar. <laughs> Don't have the alcohol. So tobacco, 70s, doctors endorsing it, which is ludicrous to think about now. 
And I think that we'll be having this conversation in maybe 15 or 20 years. I hope a lot sooner. But that is, I think, the way that it's going to go. I think that um, there needs to be some really heavy boundaries set on alcohol brands sponsoring sporting games and and the whole thing has to be reformed but it's like it's a really big thing because governments make money out of it and there's all like it's just like so complex and layered and just like gross and ugly but I think it will get there and think about how brainwashed society is for every day I still get at least 20 people, if not 100 comments on Facebook saying, why are, why are these drinks so expensive when they don't have a tax on it? Our society is so conditioned that alcohol is such a premium expensive product and that they have come to accept and love those taxes so much that they actually don't like the non-alcoholic versions because they don't carry a tax. Isn't that correct? What is wrong with us? Well, it's conditioning. The reason that I used to go out and get wasted with my friends is because no one told me I didn't have to do that. Like the conditioning that I experienced as a late teenager in my early 20s was like, you go out, you party, you get wasted. Like that's just, that's how we interact and engage with each other in society, right? No one ever said there's another way. So it's pure like nature versus nurture. This is all conditioning. This is all environmental and all social and it's all so stitched up and ingrained. But I, I'm i excited to keep pulling that thread and watching the whole thing like unravel and undo and just to even say mm-hmm. to people, hey, P.S., you actually don't have to drink alcohol with your friends to have a genuine connection with them or to have a good night out. There And and also, P.S., did you know it causes 11 types of cancer? Like, no one orders a vodka with a twist of cancer, but that's essentially what you, no one's talking about this. No one's no having one. these, no one. these, you know, and it's like, oh, you're being dramatic. I'm like, well, the, the World Health Organization said it a really long time ago in their cancer report. So take them on. And But we've buried all this information under these glamorous ads about how fabulous life can be if we've got a pink drink in our hand. And it's utter bullshit and it makes me so mad. Oh, and if it's a sugar-free seltzer, right, with no calories, then it's healthy. Wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. We're heading in the right direction, Irene, and you are, you're such a trailblazer in that sense. You've got, you know, is Sands Drinks the first physical non-alcoholic bottle shop in the country right it is and um well I'm franchising so hopefully there'll be plenty more soon and I'm surprised that there's not more though because I'm so busy in there and I love that it's providing an option for people in their sobriety because sober is sober and sober is good and if you can do sober but have your non-alcoholic wine or your non-alcoholic beer and if again like I said and I'll always say if it works for you then do the thing that works for you and what I'm realizing is that on the whole alcohol at some point does not work for most people so if we can get a good solid replacement there and that's going to shift people towards sobriety, go on that slippery dip. Absolutely. And then for people who 
are triggered. There are amazing brands out there that don't try and mimic alcohol at all. You've got Altina and you've got non, the non-brand and you've got some beautiful kombuchas out there. And so there's this whole new wave as well of these adult drinks that you can enjoy rather than have a lemon, lime and soda um, if you are triggered by the emulation of alcohol. Again, it's normalising this, the, the sobriety in society conversation. For you to have a non-alcoholic bottle shop on the main street in Freshwater normalises it because it's it's there. It's a place that you can go. It's not just something in your head that you can imagine and, and go, oh, well, it would be easier if my local bottle shop was a non-alcoholic bottle shop. It's physically there and that, again, I think is putting it on the main street, on the forefront, and that is, again, helping to normalise the idea of sobriety and that it doesn't have to be this taboo, weird, awkward thing anymore. It can be completely embraceable and completely doable. To do it on, on the main road was, was, and that was why I did it, it was to make it feel normal. Uh, to people like when they might just go to the butcher or go get bread and milk or go and whatever the supermarket and to have it as part of your everyday experience rather than something that you needed to sort of Google and kind of buy online and have delivered in terms of normalising it. The bars and clubs have got a really long way to go and I think that um, I think that's that's a problem. It's a real challenge and I don't understand. I get a lot of customers asking me why I don't do more in that area but I can't do any more than I'm trying so hard they don't want Mm. to stock the drinks is it just that people aren't going out anymore and that's why they're not asking for it maybe or maybe people don't realize the power of their dollar if we're not asking for something then nobody knows that there's this demand for it you know supply and demand it's like if we're not demanding it no one's going to supply it so maybe it is just more encouraging people to be vocal and ask for non-alcoholic drinks. We're your customers, we're your consumers, and this is what we want because we've changed our relationship with alcohol, but we still want to come here and have a good time. I, I agree and have a meal. I was at, actually at Reesby Workers Club a couple of weeks ago and they've got an entire section called Zero in their bar where they've got really great drinks to, that you can enjoy with a meal. It's normalising it. That was a really great example, but other than that, I mean, there's just not enough venues. We'll get there. It's like turning a ferry around, you know. It's it's a really big, long, ugly process, but eventually I think it will get there. Thanks for listening to Last Drinks Podcast. If you love this podcast, then subscribe. For more inspiration and to reach out, you can follow us on Instagram at lastdrinkspod. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.